When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Female supporting actor, motion picture. Divine George Randall. The best male supporting actor in any motion picture. Robert Downey Jr. Best performance by a male actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. Jeremy Allen For best performance in stand-up comedy on television, Ricky Gervais. For female actor, television series, musical, or comedy, Ayo Adebari. Best performance by a male actor in a television series, drama, Kieran Culkin. For best motion picture, animated, The Boy and the Heron. For best director of a motion picture, Christopher Nolan. For the best performance by a female actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, Emma Stone. Best performance by a male actor in a motion picture drama, Killian Murphy. Best original song, motion picture. What was I made for? For the very first time ever, for cinematic and box office achievement, Barbie. Best television limited series, anthology series, or motion picture made for television. Beef. Best television series, musical or comedy. The Bear. For female actor, television series, drama, Sarah Smith. Best TV series, drama, Succession. Male actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Paul Paul Giamatti. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy. Poor things. Best performance by a female actor in a motion picture, drama. Lily Gladstone. Best motion picture, drama. Oppenheimer. Yeah, Oppenheimer and Succession (laughs) were big winners last night. Yeah, they did all right, didn't they? Big winners. Yep, yep. Big fun. Big fun at the Golden Globes. Nobody got slapped, but somebody did get the evil eye from Taylor Swift. Oh, boy. Okay. Joe Coy made a joke. Joe Coy, yes. All right, let's listen. All right. See what he said. Welcome back. And as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. Camera did cut to Taylor. That's pretty funny. Who iced her with her eyes while taking a sip of her wine. So she wasn't happy about it. And people are making a big deal out of it. But you can easily make the case that Taylor is just going along with the joke and pretending to be mad. Who knows? Well, the secondary laugh from the audience was them seeing Taylor on the big screen after the joke. Sure. Yeah. I was telling Jen, though, I, I don't know how much you guys watched, but I watched, like, the opening monologue and a little bit, like, into it. But it just felt like you weren't allowed to make jokes about anybody. Oh, like, you can't. It it's always been that way, you know. But it's worse now. You think it's worse now? Yeah. I mean, it was like, 
kids, you know how sometimes like they go and they pick on certain people. They'll be like, Tim Timmerman's here tonight. Tim Timmerman hasn't taken a shower since Barbie was number one. Ha ha ha. But no one could laugh at anything. Like yeah. if like he po- at one point was like Kevin Costner's in the house and everybody was like. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Yeah. Well, he was pretty honest about his monologue, I guess, when a joke about Barbie fell flat. The key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite and flat feet. Or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> That's funny. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, <laughs> shut up. See, yeah, you're kidding me, coming. right? <laughs> Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but see, That's as funny. a viewer, I was laughing. Uh-huh. But nobody else in the room was laughing because they were so serious. Well, and they almost don't dare because... They you, can't say anything about anybody. Well, if you laugh at somebody else's joke about them, if they crack a joke about Tom Hanks and you laugh about it, you're afraid Tom Hanks is going to be mad at you for yeah. laughing. Will Tom Hanks be mad at you for laughing? That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was like that the entire, I watched probably an hour You think it's gotten worse since the slap? Do you oh, think it's because yeah. of the slap? I don't know. I think that, I think the writer's strike, I think the Hollywood culture, I think the culture of the world where you're not allowed to make fun of anybody. Everybody's a little edgy. Everybody's no. like super nervous. Uh, Joe Coy did go blue in part of his monologue, especially when referring to the manhood of one of the actors in the oh, film, yeah. <laughs> Saltburn, which Tim and I have both seen. Where's Barry Keoghan seated? Where you? Where's your penis seated? <laughs> Down front? That was the real star of the show. If you haven't seen Saltburn, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. So watch it. Then you'll understand what I was talking about. And then right after that, watch Barbie. And then you're going to be like, Something, something's missing. And then watch Maestro, and you'd be like, oh, there it is. It's on Bradley Cooper's face. <laughs> I was watching Maestro. I was like, that thing was dancing in Saltburn. <laughs> so what I've is, seen what all is three, the... and that's funny. But see, so... Bradley Cooper, so they show him, and he kind of is like, oh, dude. Like, he, I don't think he was not laughing, but uh, he was also laughing. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, like his oh, reaction was... Typical. Yeah, right. how I felt like somebody maybe getting burned would have reacted. Well, explain In the old joke. Hollywood. Okay, right. so explain the joke. Why? What is? What is? What is <clears throat> the whole premise of the? Well, so in Saltburn, you see frontal. So okay. you see a man's Which uh, is penis. Super rare. You do. Okay, and uh, it's a three-minute dance scene. Oh, so it's not just a flash. It's there no, for a bit. Right. Uh, which is something that you do not see in Barbie for obvious reasons. Right. Uh, and then. In Bradley Bradley Cooper's movie, he's got a very large nose, which uh, that's what I think he's referring to. Sure, yes, he is prosthetic. So uh, this is not an impressive naked dancing scene. Oh no, it's impressive. I mean, it's it's solid. Oh okay, he's endowed, doing good. Okay, I'm sure there's (laughs) nothing to be embarrassed about. I'm sure there's no no complaints. Okay, got it. You know what I read about that movie over the weekend is the song from that dance scene. Oh, I'm waiting for that to. It's in just the top. Ten, it's in yep. the top ten now. It what came is out it? in like something about murders. Murder on the dance murder floor. Murder on the dance floor. floor. Yeah, it, I think it came out in 2012 or it's a 20, great song. 2000 something like that. And they were like, it has. It didn't even do this well when it was like out. I guess we may have another know. Kate Bush on our hands. Yes. Oh boy, Here that's we the go. whole point of this article I read. Oh boy. Yeah. Fun ride.
Saltburn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I guess Will Ferrell got one of the biggest laughs from the crowd. Uh, host Joe, Joe Coy had mentioned earlier in the evening that they were serving sushi with dinner. <laughs> and much later, here's what Will Ferrell said when he was presenting with Kristen Wiig. It smells like hot sushi in here. <laughs> Am I the only one? Right? No, it's yeah, hot. it's hot. It's like hot sushi. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I thought have. they were funny. It must have. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, that's, that's what made it funny. Yeah. <laughs> but as for the awards, Oppenheimer won Best Motion Picture Drama. Which, you know, I, I saw. That was a lot. Yeah. It was loud. Remember how I was complaining after I saw it, how it was either too loud or I couldn't hear anything? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I saw it in the IMAX mm-hmm. theater. I remember you saying that. And a lot of other people weighed in, so they had the same the same trouble. Uh, while Cillian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., and director Christopher Nolan took home individual awards connected to that movie, uh, Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon became the first indigenous actress to win Best Female Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. That was cool, too, because when she accepted her award, she did part of her acceptance speech in Blackfeet, I guess, is the native language mm-hmm. oh. that comes from. It was really neat. It was really neat. And I guess that was the first time that's ever happened hmm. at, an, at like this award show that anyone has spoken in Blackfeet. Uh, Barbie lost out to Poor Things, starring Emma Stone for Best Musical or Comedy Film. I believe that's playing at Kenwood right now. It's on my list. Uh, But the star of the movie, Poor Things, Emma Stone, won Best Female Actor in the Musical or Comedy category. I like her. I think she's so cute. HBO Succession was named Best TV Drama, while Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook, and Matthew uh, McFadden took awards for their work on it uh the bear which i think i watched like the first three or four episodes and then and then my hulu trial ran out now is that a drama or a comedy it's a drama okay yeah it's good I, it's I, very good it's it makes but it's exhausting me, yeah and it makes me very anxious it does. watching it like it like jeremy went to like a real kitchen to learn how intense the environment is being mm-hmm. a chef Worked on technique yes, for and authenticity. I'm, and I'm going to tell you what, when you watch it, you're like, you feel like afterwards you need to take a break. It's yeah. very intense, but yeah. it's good. It's and, really well done. And Kristen worked in restaurants before, so. But it has a lot. I mean, it has some funny parts. Seeing her wince and react to it. Like, yeah. you can tell it's. When he's chopping. There's like, <laughs> but the intensity and the pressure, like, she feels it. To get it on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of the actors from that show. Won awards for it. It's a good show. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. You know, a lot of people, like some people, when they see the nominee list for the Academy Awards, and they kind of watch the other award shows to see who's winning, like yeah. the Golden Globes. Yeah. If that gives you any idea what the Academy Awards are going to look like, that might compel people to go out and see some of these movies. Maybe. Maybe not. Although, with Oppenheimer being the big winner, man, that was just... Not my favorite. No? You were disappointed in that? You would have rather seen Barbie win it? I don't know that I would have 
No, I I would have preferred like past lives. Was that nominated? I don't I think, know. I think it was up for some awards. I feel like it, it was. But it didn't win anything. It was really good. Do you think, let me ask you this about Oppenheimer. Do you think if you went and watched it at your house again, like at a tone that you felt was more comfortable? I don't you- know that I love Christopher Nolan's directing style. Okay. Uh, which is funny for me to say that because I loved Memento, which is one of the movie that essentially put him on the map. I thought that was so good and creative and well done. I just lo- haven't loved his stuff really since then. Hmm. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Killers of the Flower Moon. A lot of people said that should have won, but I haven't seen it. I'll tell you, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was starting to show some of his partying, too. Like, he looked... Starting the, to age? Well, it's the first time I felt like I really looked at him and was like, whoa, that... Wow. Like, he, yeah, he looked... A, little bloated, like maybe he had partied too hard mm. at the Chateau Marmont the night before. A little swollen. Mm-hmm. And also when they showed Jason Bateman on the red carpet, he has so much hair right now. I don't know if he's working on some sort of role or something, but he had this massive full beard and his hair is almost down to his shoulders. Oh, wow. Yeah, he looked totally different too. And everyone was really excited because Jennifer Aniston brought back her Rachel haircut. Did she? Yeah, she has like this short, cute little bob. Oh, nice. Jen, did she bring a date? No, she walked solo. <laughs> but you know who also made their kind of debut but not debut is Timothy Chalamet. He walked the carpet by himself, but inside he did get together with Kylie Jenner. And they were there was like all this gossip about, oh, she snuck in the side door, but they did sit together and... It's trending that the two of them were making out at their table, too. Oh, nice. At the table? At the table. At the table? Oh, come on, They shared people. a smoochie. A little discretion. Mm. All right. So let's talk Kelly Clarkson. She's got a couple of kids, you know. Nine-year-old River Rose, seven-year-old Remington Alexander. Of course, these two kids with her ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock. And she will not let the two use social media under any circumstances. She says social media is really hard on kids, especially those with parents in the public eye. She said, my daughter was like, well, what if dad lets me? She says, I'm like, well, you're there four days a month. Enjoy that. (laughs) And right now he is not letting them do it either. He says, she says, I'll listen when they're older, but until they have a solid argument, it's a no. It is a no. Mm. Our How kids old are kids at seven and nine years old? Are they on social media at seven and nine? I hope not. I don't know any. I mean, I guess I don't. I know that I know a couple of kids that are seven and nine that do have the cell phones, but it's very limited access. They can call mom and dad, and that's pretty much it. Yes, and it's mostly just because of like sports practices or you know after school activities. Mm-hmm. Man, Penelope no. want one. Uh, I think she I could guess. give or take it. You know Does what I mean? Does she even know what like Facebook and Instagram are? I'm assuming no, but a little bit maybe. She watches YouTube Kids. So we have like a parental control on the YouTube Kids. Mm-hmm. And often she will mimic social media influencers that she sees on YouTube Kids. So mm-hmm. I think she's aware, but she'll say she'll say things when she's mimicking them like like and subscribe if you want to blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I think she's aware of like the verbiage of it, but not what it really is. Yeah. And mm. she's six. Uh, meanwhile, there's an op-ed in the New York Times alleging that Taylor Swift is part of the LGBTQ community. 
which is a rumor that's been going around for Forever. a decade at least. Despite her long list of male lovers, uh, the writer who is queer insists that Taylor has been dropping hairpins throughout her career. But you may recall in an interview she did with Vogue back in 2019, she said she aimed to be a good ally to the community, but is not a member of it. Well, one of Taylor's associates trashed the article saying, because of her massive success, there is a Taylor-shaped hole in people's ethics. This article wouldn't have been allowed to be written about Shawn Mendes or any male artist whose sexuality has been questioned by fans. There seems to be no boundary some journalists won't cross when writing about Taylor. Regardless of how invasive, untrue, or inappropriate it is, all under the protective veil of an opinion piece. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Never really gave it that much thought. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what that would do. I wonder what would, if it would have any effect on her career at all if after things don't work out with Travis if she started dating a woman I don't know or do you two think? or three people at the same time wouldn't that be something if she was like a if in a polyamorous relationship if Taylor's with yeah <laughs> had a boyfriend and a girlfriend and the three of them all lived that would together. be awesome sure. yeah why not <laughs> sure why not all right, so Jodie Foster isn't afraid to let her feelings be known about Gen Z she says they're really annoying especially in the workplace oh Jodie Foster weighing in on Gen Z. She said, they're like, nah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to come in at 10.30 a.m. or in emails. I'll tell them, this is all grammatically incorrect. Did you not check your spelling? (laughs) And they're they're like, why would I do that? Isn't that kind of limiting? Oh, God. But (laughs) she doesn't hate them. After all, she's got two sons in their 20s. She just wants to help young actors, quote, learn how to relax, how to not think about it so much, how to come up with something that's theirs. Not everybody agrees with Jody. One person says generations is a false construct. There's endless human variation in every age group, divisiveness, silliness. Another says, ah, the boomers moaning about laziness and can't stand the idea that this gen are way ahead in their attitudes toward work and giving away too much of themselves. <laughs> it's yeah. tough, though, when you're trying to run a business. Yeah. I would imagine. Well, I, I hear that. For, I, you know, I have several friends that, own or run businesses and and they you know they they struggle there is a communication disconnect and they they have a hard time figuring out how to to manage meaning yeah. they they almost feel like they need to over communicate to they, get their message across not, well they're just not quite sure because the words that they would usually use somehow get lost or Don't aren't taken sense. the way that they're intended or, and they they just have to they have to change all the ways that they communicate with them. Mm. I remember one time, so when I was working a radio station, radio station appearance with this radio station, I was working with someone of this age group. And um, I was like, hey, you know, do you want to turn on the music? And he goes, I didn't bring the music. I go, well, what do you mean you didn't bring the music? Because when you do appearances, there's typically like a speaker system set up. You got a tent. You got the logo everywhere for the radio station you're representing. And there's music. A radio station. Keyword there, radio station. (laughs) Right. So I said, where's the, did you, what's like, you know, where's the music? He goes, well, it wasn't marked on the box. Checked that I had to bring the music. I'm like, 
We're a radio station. If anything, the right. only thing you bring is the music. And he was like, oh, no, they didn't mark that I had to do that. And I was like, oh, God. And I remember frantically calling Scott, our promotions director, like, I, like, get in the car now with the music. We're playing my iPhone. Like, come on. Yeah. But that might have been an example of, you know, something very literal. They need the exact direction. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sometimes need to be prompted a little. Yes. So check all Pick the some boxes. Let's use, let's employ some common sense. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else? Anything else on the e-news no, front? That's right. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art hey julia hey what's up welcome to jeff and jen's faker for real how are you great i literally call every morning on the way to work for like a year now oh gosh <laughs> see if i would win well, today is your day, and today is the prize you want to win. That's right. Because it's tickets to Mean Girls and a $250 gift card to Mitchell Salon and Day Spa. Okay? So after a year of trying, let's hope you don't screw this That's up. That's right. Don't <laughs> mess it up. Pressure's on. All right. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, I want to see this movie so bad. I told my boyfriend I'm taking him on a date and didn't tell him where. Oh, that's great. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Is the real one A? A man stripped naked and did a cannonball into a Bass Pro Shops aquarium. Is it B, woman protests Hobby Lobby being closed on Sunday by stripping naked and running through the yarn aisles? Or C, guy upset over cost of oil chain strips naked and pees on tires? Definitely A. It, I feel like people do weird things there. You got it. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go. Wow. Yeah, so you're going to the movie and you get the $250 gift card yeah. to Mitchell. That's pretty big, that too. That is amazing. Yep. Uh, so, as far as the story is concerned, there's a temporary new exhibit at a large Bass Pro Shops in Leeds, Alabama. Uh, if you go to the aquarium, you might be able to see a naked man swimming with the fishes. Last Thursday night, 42-year-old man George Owens crashed his car into a pole in the parking lot of the Bass Pro Shops. Then he got out of his car, stripped off all of his clothes, ran into the store, <laughs> and did a cannonball into the aquarium in the store. Oh, God. Later, he walked over and stood under a waterfall. Naturally, the other shoppers were stunned, whipped out their phones, got some fun video with that. Police yeah. showed up. Before they caught him, he jumped into the water a second time and then slipped, fell, and knocked himself unconscious. Oh, my God. <laughs> No way. It's unclear if he was on something or if he had some kind of breakdown, but he was evaluated at a hospital for mental issues and then booked into the jail. He's been charged with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, assault on a police officer, criminal mischief, and reckless endangerment and whatever else they can think of. <laughs> yeah. But for now, oh my God. We'll stick with these. Yep. This video is insane. It's insane, yeah. I tell you. I might post this. I'll let you know. Yeah. Because, you know, he's nude. Right. Okay, <laughs> coming up next, 
Uh, as the clock ticks past 7 o'clock, your chance to win two tickets to the Kelly Clarkson Show in New York. Plus, we'll throw in a couple hundred bucks in spending cash and tickets to see the musical Wicked. How much fun would that, that be? That would be awesome. That would be incredible. Uh, make sure you download the free Q102 app if you haven't already. You got a couple of minutes as we take a quick commercial break. And while we're doing that, sign up for your free Q102 rewards account and then listen for how to win the trip to New York in the new year with Kelly Clarkson. Coming up next. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's showtime! That's assuming you even have a bathtub to have a bubble bath in. Yep, you need a tub first. That was There was a big trend there for the longest time, and we've seen it in hotel rooms where the bathtub is going away, and you just sort of have, like, the, the step big in, the walk-in. Yeah, extra-large yeah. shower. Uh, and then I started noticing a trend watching House Hunters where a lot of people are now demanding. They say, I, I need a place with a bathtub. I need my private tub. Yeah, yep, yep. I know a couple of people have put those really fancy, like, tubs in their bathrooms the ones that's the standalones what are those things oh called? yeah the free the freestanding tub uh-huh i that like looks those old-fashioned you know mm-hmm. yeah well they take less room than like those early 2000s late 90s gigantic ass corner yeah uh oh, jet yeah. tubs that take up a right. third of the room and then yeah. you're like well the bathtub itself is actually only a third of that space i could have way more room in my bathroom yeah. we have one of those in our house because our house is like 20 something years old and every time i turn it on i'm like is this thing is it gonna work is it gonna mm-hmm. leak because it's like <laughs> with the motor freaks me out yeah we we got rid of our tub in our uh primary bathroom did you so that's going away wow how do you feel about it fine because we still have a bathtub in the upstairs hallway bath oh good Oh, see, that's good because as a parent, I'm like, how do you not have a bathtub when you have a kid? Right. You know? yeah. I mean, at some point, They'll they will take the shower, showers, but, but when they're little, but you're when they're like, two, it's kind of hard. Yeah. And yeah. they outgrow the sink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She redid that bathroom, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, but then now she's having the primary closet bathroom the basement the front porch uh what else you're like redoing your whole house essentially yeah well it started out it was just going to be i'm gonna redo the upstairs uh primary bath and closet okay well that makes sense Mm because it's due and then she said you know 
been thinking about finishing the basement. <laughs> and I said, but it is kind of finished. I mean, it's got, I mean, I know it's a little dated. It's got wood paneling and it's got that ugly green carpet, but it, hey, it's fine. It's functional. It's totally functional. You know, why? I mean, we don't even spend time down there. She said, but would we? If it if were we, nicer. If, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so we added that to the list. And she said, you know, the front just, uh, I feel like it could use a refresh front porch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of smothered by all the trees. Maybe we re-landscape. Well, you see, this is what where the trouble begins. You do one thing, and then that looks really nice, and that makes everything around it that you didn't do look, look worse. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so before you know That's it. That's exactly right. It's like, a, it's like a fungus. It spreads. Yes. Because we're redoing Penelope's room. I mean, just because, like, she's six going on seven. We still have her baby furniture, which is, like, the stuff that evolves into be, like, a full bed. But her dresser is this. It's massive. It's like one of those baby dressers. I'm like, we got to get rid of this. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, we're doing the same conversation. We're painting the room. And then when that room gets painted, I look at the bathroom, which is connected to her room. And I'm like, well, you got to paint in here, too, because now this looks old. Right. So it's the exact same runaround. So that's when we brought in Neil's design remodel, mm-hmm. and then they came in with their ideas. And you know, we I've told the story of how we're working with Jody, but that just inspired more ideas. Sure. So now we're on the hall. Like when you walk into the house, mm-hmm. you've been in my house. Yep. There's like a staircase that goes up. Mm-hmm. So that hallway, if you go straight, leads you into the kitchen. All that wallpaper's coming down. Uh, that carpet that's been there since like the eighties is being ripped out. Uh, carpet on the upstairs Mm -hmm. is being ripped out as well as the carpet that's on the stairs. Mm -hmm. She is going to replace it. Mm -hmm. And then I guess just paint the walls. I just feel like after this, you're going to move. I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to sell it. You're going to just, you go through all this, you're going to sell it and you're going to move to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then the back door. That, that whole thing is being replaced. Yeah. Again, you know, a lot of this, I mean, it's fine. It's not in desperate need, but she's been doing little bits and pieces here and there. Uh-huh. And then finally, she just decided she's going to blow it up and yeah. bring in the professionals. So. That's yeah. the best. Anyway, well, when you're doing, are. making a mess and the guys are there, you might as well do it all while it's all a mess. Get it all done. Oh, and That's the latest true. now is she's having, she just added this. So you know how we had to move out of the, the primary bedroom because all this work's being done. Mm-hmm. So we've been sleeping in the kids' rooms. Now she's like having them fill up all the little holes that have collected over the years. Mm-hmm. So she's, what, what do you call that? Just like respackling all the walls, I guess. Yeah. So those all have to be sanded down, which means you got to cover everything. So mm-hmm. even in the areas that we've had to move to, yeah, there's stuff. <laughs> Which means she's going to have to repaint those rooms. That's where we, that's mm-hmm. where we are right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'll have an update for you next week on what else we decide to do. <laughs> Can't wait. Because to your point, like she just said, well, they're here. Yeah. Like, do you want to do it? No. <laughs> well, let's just have them do it while they're here. Yeah. It needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And if they've got time in their schedule, do it. Right. I think most contractors go into it knowing that that's what's going to happen because that's what always happens. Yeah. Let's yeah. add one more thing. Yeah. They oh. just block out like a year of their life <laughs> dedicated <laughs> to Jeff's house. I forgot. The laundry room oh. has been added. Nice. This was the thing that I, 
I was like, come on, really? No mm. one ever goes in there. That's just storage. That's not true. I'm in it's there great. 95% tiny. of my life when it, I'm at it home. It feels like it. I know, and it'd be nice to do laundry in a nice room. Yeah. Well, you got everything in there. You got a nice washer dryer. You got yeah. a big you got a big laundry tub sink. I need to move the bathtub in there and just have that be my relaxation zone. That's funny. With the television. Yeah, so she's going to drywall that, make it look nice. Uh-huh. That's nice. Okay. You know, a Forgot lot of people that. do those nicer laundry rooms, too, because they kind of oh, transform them into, like, mud room slash laundry yes. room. Mm-hmm. Like, if your kids come in from outside and they're gross, they're yeah. like, get in the laundry room! Because usually everything's, you know... Right. Like, you can wipe it down, essentially. That's true. So. I always love those things when... When my daughter or Scott are walking through their house and they're like, Jen or Mom, where are you? I'm like, laundry! Every time you <laughs> yeah. can't find me, that is that's always Chances where are I am. where she is. Uh, yes. Yep, that's the first place you look when mom's missing. <laughs> yep. I'm chances are there. she's so funny. drowning in a pile of laundry. That's yep. right. I'm always in there. Yep. So, anyway, yeah. I'll let you know what else she adds to the list of things. Uh, what do you think the world will be like 100 years from now? I'm afraid. Flying cars. <laughs> well, we finally have flying cars. <laughs> How many predictions have there been? Well, someone looked at predictions people made in 1924. Mm-hmm. And they asked people in 1924, what do you think the world is going to look like in 2024? Here are the highlights, including a few insightful predictions. And some that were not, not even close. One prediction was that no one would have teeth. Ew. Why not? Where did they all fall out from all the sugar we eat? We're all going to be gumming everything. Yes. <laughs> gumming my donut this morning. A nationally syndicated advice columnist from 1924 thought that America's eating habits would drastically change our looks. Will we have any teeth at all? Will there be any color on our face except paint? Will the men have any height to speak of? Or will they be all girth? Ew. You know, people, I do feel like we're shorter back then. You think we're growing taller now? For sure. Like, if you walk into any old theater in, say, New York, or, you know, that's been around for a couple hundred years, have uh-huh. you noticed, like, that the rows are super tight, the seats are small? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We're expanding. There's no doubt about that. We're growing one direction. It's not up. But I think if you look it up, I think you'll find that we're taller, too, today than yeah. we were, say, 100 or 200 years ago. The airplane seats sure feel that way. Uh, let's see. Another prediction. Horses would go instinct. Extinct. Horses? Horses would be extinct. A professor at USC predicted that horses would be an endangered species because the invention of automobiles would render them useless. Uh, the quote, in another 100 years, you may find horses in zoos. If anywhere, because I'm sure you won't find them anywhere else because we're all doing the car. You know, we're all driving cars now to predict. Yeah. Uh, Number three, working from home in a book in a 1924 book called Wireless Possibilities. A guy basically predicted the Internet. Uh, He predicted that we would be doing most things remotely and it would be great if you hate cities. Uh, Here's a direct quote from the book. What a help to the man who objects to the large city. Why could he not conduct his business from his house in comfort? 
Good That's question. what a lot of Gen Z is saying That's right, right now. Right. <laughs> uh, what else? Another prediction is that 75 years old would seem young. A British politician predicted that life expectancy would be at least 100 years old by now. Not quite. And we would still feel fairly young at the age of 75. That would be cool. I do feel like... I think he's half right. Like, yeah, 75 more. is younger-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents are in their 70s, early, young, 72, 71. They still got some mileage left, right? And they're still running around like they're 55. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember my grandparents being that active when they were in their 70s. Right. Same. Yeah, yeah, my, my grandparents were. You know, they hung in there into their early 90s, but you wouldn't have known it had you known them in their early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, World Peace was also predicted. Movie mogul D.W. Griffith predicted moving pictures would help us end all wars because movies were considered a universal language that could help us all understand each other. And so because of that, he said that by 2024, movies would have played a huge part in eliminating from the face of the civilized world all armed conflict. It's hmm. an interesting, I know. <laughs> Big winner of the Globes was Oppenheimer, yeah. by the way. <laughs> because someone else predicted constant war everywhere. The president of the American Chemical Society had a different take. He thought futuristic weapons would mean major cities would constantly be under attack. Well, there's certainly the threat, no question. Another prediction is that women would be in charge and men would be at home raising the kids. Yay! Finally! (laughs) A reader of the New York Daily News in 1924 sent in a letter and said... A guy said that women will occupy all of the highest positions and men will be relegated to just doing physical labor or stay home to, quote, wait on the babies or mind the pets. Wouldn't that be something? Could you imagine? Aren't the stats like there's more women graduating from universities over the last few years? I believe so. Than men. And I think that's been for a handful of years. So So maybe we have to to wait another hundred years. We're on track for that. But it's trending that way. It's only going to take a hundred years. Well, no, they just graduated. So they're going to, you know, be be taking over these positions here in the next few years. It's taken my husband a hundred years to empty the dishwasher. Yeah. I know a lot of stay-at-home dads. (laughs) Do you? Speaking of, Jeff, that made me laugh so hard. Over the weekend, we were sitting in the living room watching television, and this beep went off like, beep. And Scott goes, what was that? I go, that's the dishwasher. I'm not surprised you don't understand. <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Kristen and I had the same conversation because her dishwasher does the exact same thing. I didn't know what it meant. Exactly. Mine, mine didn't have it. Or maybe it had it, but I disabled it. I'm not shocked that you have no idea what that noise is. Did not. Oh, that is funny. And it doesn't just go off once. Yeah, it's like beep. But ours is like a long beep, like maybe 10 seconds. Yes. Yeah. He was like, what is that? Oh, my God, what is that? <laughs> That's the dryer, honey. <laughs> that means it's time for the clothes to come out. God. Who does that? I, I thought know. that was a fire drill or something. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> fire drill. <laughs> uh, they predicted in 2024 that uh, there would be a limit to the number of kids you could have. Ooh, maybe. Really? Yeah, Department U.S. Department of Agriculture official in 1924 predicted that we wouldn't have enough food to go around, so births would have to be limited in some way by the year 2024. Huh. Uh, that hasn't happened here, uh, but didn't they limit it to 
two children per household in China there for a while. Oh, I feel like they lifted they that, but they that did, was they, in place for a long time. Yeah, it was. Hmm. Another prediction is that cities would be totally rebuilt around cars. Yeah, that was absolutely true. The 1920s were when cars really started taking off. And in 1924, a Swedish architect wrote, in the city of 100 years from now, I see three-deck roads, speedways through the heart of town, and skyscrapers with entrances for automobiles as high as 15 stories. Wow. I mean, you know, some of the details are a little off, but he's not wrong. And finally, uh, the one that everybody predicts, everyone would be flying to work. Mm -hmm. A real estate mogul in New York said at the time in 1924, the airplane was still in its infancy, but that eventually we'd all be using them. You got that part right. But he was wrong thinking that the everyday occurrence for the businessman to fly from home to the office and back home again within the same city would take place. Wow. Yeah, that flying car thing. I'm just waiting. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Younger generations have always had a rebellious spirit, but with technology, the divide between generations is probably even more extreme these days. According to new data, 74% of Gen Zers are likely to live their life in a, quote, rebellious fashion. Some of them have found that breaking standard lifestyle conventions has led to positive changes in their self-confidence and their convictions. They were also asked what rules and conventions were worth breaking, and the top answer was having an unconventional job, like a YouTuber Mm -hmm. or tattoo artist. Hey, if you can make a living at it. If you're good at it. Knock yourself out. Why not? Other popular responses were breaking stereotypical norms, like being a woman in a male-dominated field, mm-hmm. or dress codes for social events, <laughs> like church, going to a four-year college directly out of high school, yeah. Uh, social norms at gatherings, like leaving. Wor- oh yeah, social norms at gatherings, like. Leaving without saying goodbye to the host. Okay. I, I pioneered that long before long. you did. He, he walks out the door without saying goodbye to anybody. And having a typical nine to five, five day work week. Yeah, let's get away with I'm that. I'm in full support. Yeah. <laughs> and channel my inner Gen Z. Yeah. These four day work weeks have been. Yeah. It's a lot to ask. I don't agree with everything, but I think they're on to a couple of things. At least. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the workplace, a poll last month found that most of us think that emojis are, yeah, they're okay to use at work now mm-hmm. for the most part. Maybe not all of the emojis you have at your disposal. They uh, polled like a thousand employees and asked them to name the most inappropriate emojis to use at work. And can you guess what the number one is? What is it? It's interesting because your answer may depend on your age. Uh, but for Gen Z, it's the peach emoji because it kind of looks like a butt. Yes, it kind of does. That's usually how it's used for more of yeah. that than for actual peach references. Yes. Uh, let's see. For millennials, it's the beer mug emoji. They said that would be inappropriate to use at work. Uh, let's see. For Gen X, it would be the eggplant emoji. That's so funny because that was the first <laughs> one I thought of. <laughs> of course, you would. 
And baby boomers think the middle finger emoji is the most unprofessional. Understandable. Funny. Yeah. Top answers for men and women were also different. Women think the peach and eggplant emojis are the most unprofessional. Men said the beer mug and kiss mark emoji would be unprofessional. Yeah. I would think like anything that displays affection, you know, if I if I sent you an email and included a, a heart, a red heart emoji, yeah. could that be construed as an overture of some kind? Possibly. Sure. Would you construe that as an overture, Jen? I would I would consider that your finger missed the one you were trying to hit. Fat finger yeah. strikes again. <laughs> Top five in order are the beer mug, eggplant, kiss, mark, middle finger, and peach. There do you, you use go. emojis, John Matteris, when oh, you now company emails? I do, but I, I, you're right about the heart. I'm real careful about using that. Yeah. like you know, you just use a heart to, to some woman's comment, and it's yes. like, uh, that might mean more than you intended it. To you don't mean. want to be misunderstood. Yes, yes, yeah. I don't. So well, I just I use the middle finger, and I'm good. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, speaking yeah. of which, 9 News Consumer Reporter John Matteris is live in our studio on this Monday morning so that you don't waste your money. Hey, John. Good morning and Happy New Year to you guys. It's great to see you again. Happy and I New tell Year. you, one of the hottest topics the past few weeks, Coney Island. Oh, yeah. Buddy. Oh, my goodness. In fact, it was my biggest Facebook post in a long time. I had, I think, uh, 300 comments or something. It was just amazing when I made a post uh, end of last week that, hey, Coney is... Finally, relenting, they're going to give everybody their money back. So if you have a season pass or you have a gift card, that was the real sticking point, a gift card, they will give you a refund and everything is great. And wow, people are still not happy about it. Really? Not happy mm. at all. Well, first of all, they, they said originally, and this was the thing, you know, when they announced the park was shutting down, uh, sunlight pool closing, people were upset, and they said, well, if you have gift cards, come use them at Nights of Lights, which is the drive-through over Christmas week. Oh, uh, yeah, and yeah. And they're like, first of all, it was like a three-hour wait to get in. Secondly, Nights of Lights cost 30 bucks a carload, and people had like $200 worth of gift cards because they had bought them for the whole family and the kids for... Next, next season, year, this, this yeah. coming, this yep. coming mm-hmm. summer. So people were ticked. They're like, I'm not going to drive through Nights of Lights three times to use my gift cards. So people were upset. Coney wasn't giving out uh, refunds on that. Finally, late last week, they said, okay, we'll give refunds. Uh, come by on January 20th to the park and Saturday, January 20th. I think you guys had this in your news segment. And uh, we will give you a refund or you can buy all this Coney merchandise we have. All this merch. T-shirts, keychains, cups, everything else, and just come on by on the 20th. And, and then, it's discounted, too, right? Isn't yeah, the merch, and, and, like, super discounted? Yes, they're discounting it. Well, then then people were just upset about that, saying, wait a minute, I don't want to spend it on, on a whole bunch of T-shirts. I just want cash. So now Coney says, okay, email us, and you go to their website. They said, email us. We'll give you the money back. People are like, I don't want to have to go there on a Saturday, you yeah. know, one in the afternoon, stand in line with crowds just to right. try and get my money back. So now they're saying, email us. We'll give you a refund. It has been messy. This whole yeah. thing. The whole dismount's yeah. been messy. Of, of Sunlight Pool. And people are upset. I am stunned by uh, just the love for the place. They never that, went, uh, though. That was the thing. Yeah, that's the, yes. I mean, they right. wouldn't have sold it if it was really you know making what? any money, and right? That, and, and. 
you know, people are saying, how dare they close it down? It's an institution. But, you know, since nobody was going there, Cincinnati Gardens was an institution up by Xavier. And guess what? They tore it down because it was old, falling apart, and nobody went and they couldn't get basketball games or concerts anymore. It's what happens when things get old. Yeah, like the rides. Like, for me, I feel like the writing was on the wall when they started shutting down the rides. In 2019, I think they took the rides out. Because they couldn't fix them because they were too old. They didn't have the money to repair the rides. So, basically, it wasn't making money. That's the problem. And, you know, I feel terrible that it's closing because it's such a Cincinnati institution. Of course. And and a lot of the people said, you know, how could they? I remember growing up there in the 80s and going, but it's like, well, have you been there since the 80s? <laughs> right. Well, maybe they'll take the signs and they'll put them over at the Cincinnati uh, oh, sign, the sign, sign Museum, museum well, like they did with the garden sign. That's right. That's right. But hopefully they'll do something. You know, the, the new owners, Riverbend, will, will do something with, you know, the main entrance, Moonlight Gardens, and preserve some of it. You know, yeah. I, I think that's the biggest hope, that some of it gets preserved. At least a piece here yeah, we, We've never liked change. Yeah, Cincinnati hates change. Right. Hates change. Especially with something as institutional as... Yeah, and tearing it down, it's a shame. But had everybody still gone there, guess what? It would be making good money like King's Island, and it would still be in business. But things change. As I always say, don't waste your money. How is sunlight doing? I feel like that usually got a pretty good crowd, no? The sunlight pool, Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like we... I mean, we would go to a sunlight pool... All the time, even take our kid because it was a nice, it was huge. A lot of people could get in there, but I think it's also, I mean, it was not it enough just, to sustain it, but it gets dated though. Right. And Old. that, like, that, yes, and that's the thing. And it requires investment, which was capital. And it was always have. freezing cold, the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what are you working on tonight for? Oh, good news about travel finally. Two years of revenge travel has come to an end. And so you actually might be able to get a good deal. Your travel is here. All right. This is great. I love that term, revenge travel. Let's go. Where everybody after the pandemic was like, I'm getting out. (laughs) We're going to Europe. What? We've never gone over. Well, we are now. Yeah. We were looking at (laughs) flights yesterday to go to Florida in July, and I'm like, what? $500. Yeah. Don't even try to fly into March. Oh, that's yeah, no kidding. All right. Thank you, John. It's 742 with Jeff and Jen in Cincinnati. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Brand new second date update uh, in less than 10 minutes. And uh, new Kelly Clarkson code word for the trip to New York. To uh, see a taping of her show. Go see a Broadway show. Go see Wicked. A couple hundred bucks in spending money. Yeah. So uh, new code word after 8 o'clock. In the meantime... Have you ever sent your email or Slack to say you were out of office when you weren't? No. No. I usually forget to do it when I I'm never actually do out, of out of the office <laughs> as well. Yeah. I know. We got. We always get those we, reminders. We got a somewhat curt email from Jim Blummel across the hall saying, would you please remember to do that when you leave town? And I got that after I had already left. I forgot. Oops. Sorry. So I understand why people are a little miffed that you didn't respond to their email within a day or two because 
you went away and you didn't turn on the thing. Right. You had to turn on the thing. <sighs> also, I, I don't know. know. It's I, so hard. I feel indifferent about that because I feel like, don't you know that they never work during these weeks? Like, no one's here ever except for, like, Tim or I or Tim right. and I. Like, it's mm-hmm. so random during Christmas, though. Maybe there's a way we can do, you know, like, for my voicemail message, when you call my cell phone, it says, hey, it's Tim. Leave me a message if you want. But... If you want a quicker answer, send me a text message. Oh, mine does say that. Is there a way to put something like that on your email response? Like, I suck at email. You might get a response or you might not. Yeah. Shoot me a second one. It would be if nice. You, don't yeah, you could, you could do days. a standard reply. Say, hey, thanks for your email. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to it when I can. <laughs> but in the meantime. Yeah, you could do that. Free- Feel free to send me two more because I really don't react till I get three. <laughs> yeah, it's like on Facebook how they do those automatic messenger replies. Oh, you yeah. could do that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys get as much junk email as we do. And it's mostly oh junk yeah. and yeah. solicitations. So it's, I mean, stuff gets lost. Mm-hmm. Despite all the filters, Despite having the junk folder. Yeah, I know. I, I still get I inundated. stuff all the time. So if you've sent me an email and I haven't responded, resend. <laughs> That's a great way to say, like, when you don't really want a response from Jen, you just want to be able to say, I told her. Yeah, I told her. <laughs> just send it once. <laughs> she don't care if she follows up or not. Just send her an email. Well, where was Jen? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I told her we were doing. How did you? I sent her an email. (laughs) Weeks ago. My favorite thing is when we think she blew off the email, but then she's like, no, I read the email and it said blah, blah, blah. Uh I'm like, oh, she really did read it. Uh (laughs) So many times I'll be somewhere where I can't, don't have the time or am unable to respond at that time. Yes. But I've read it. Right. And then it gets lost. Yes. Yeah, because everything else comes in on top of it. Yes. Uh Yeah, I flag them and I still lose them. Well, and the system is weird. I mean, I think you flag them and they go all the way to the bottom. They, like, move. Oh, that may be the way yours is configured. And I don't like that. It's like flag it where it stands. You need to reset yours up to, to you can do the order by date received or you can do it by person. I don't like it. You can change your view. It's all what you want. Well, I'll get the emails that say, let me know if you're interested. Mm-hmm. And then they're mad that I didn't respond. Because they said only let you know if they are interested. Thank you. If you're mm-hmm. not interested, then you're not supposed to respond. That's exactly That's, my point. I, yeah, I hear you. Not here. That <laughs> means you have to write back, I'm not interested. Because what they're thinking is, oh, this is perfect for Jeff. He didn't write back because he didn't read it. No, that's, I didn't write back because I'm not interested. You right. said, let me know if you're interested. Right. Well, if I'm not interested, I'm not, not going to waste your time. That's not the way the brain then, works you know, here. What they need to say is, are you interested? Just don't say, let ah. me know if you're interested. Just say, this is what we have. Are you interested? That way you have to respond yes or no. I will reply, uh, no thank you. This is a communication issue for certain. There you go. This is perfect for you, Jeff. No thank you. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it nice that that pops up as an option? You just have to click it. You don't even have to type it in anymore. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Aren't those fun? <laughs> We're all like, yeah. <laughs> Someone pulled oh. hundreds of people who work from home. A third said that they have, they have, uh, they have 
put turned on the I'm out of the office when they really weren't. I mean, that's the point they're making is this thing can actually have your back if you use it right. Right. Correct. The top five reasons we lie about being away from our computer. Need to take a mental break. Followed by needed to just work without the distraction. <laughs> Had to run out and do an errand. Actually doing chores around the house. Or my favorite, to take a nap. Yes. <laughs> See, that's I a like good one. For me, it's a little cat now. For me, that's officially vacation. When I go into my little outlook and I do my away message... Mm-hmm. I turn that puppy on at 10 a.m. the day. Even if I'm still here, it's going on at 10 a.m. vacation time. Yes. Or 11 when I'm finished with the hot list, just depending on whatever the day is. I am done. That's right. Like yeah. that, that essentially is my way of being like, please stop talking to me. Yep. <laughs> I understand. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Actually, we got uh, we got second date update here in a minute, but... Pay a little extra attention because today and all day we are celebrating Kelly Clarkson and your opportunity to see her in New York. Kelly, 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 Kelly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You win two tickets to the Kelly Clarkson TV show in New York. Plus, we're going to throw in a couple hundred dollars in spending money. Tickets to see the musical Wicked. And it's pretty easy. Download the free Q102 app if you haven't already. Search WKRQ in the App Store. Sign up for your free Q102 rewards account. I feel like most people have already, but if you haven't, now's a good time to do it. You got to log in, too. Don't forget. Yes. And then uh, at the start of every hour, uh, we started this at 7 o'clock. We'll do it again after 8 o'clock. Uh, right smack dab in the middle of second date update. We're going to give you a brand new code word. And so when we do, you open up the Q102 app, you tap on the Q102 Kelly Clarkson New Year in New York, type in this hour's code word, and you're entered. Uh, can't tell you what this hour's code word is because I gave it to you. Right. After seven. So if you missed it, tough right. luck. You better catch the but next But that's okay. One. We got another one for you coming up next hour. And every hour after that until midnight, the more, more words you enter, the more chances mm-hmm. you have to win. Mm-hmm. And that is... Straight ahead. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. is looking for a second date update with a guy named Kevin, and we're going to try to help her out. Hi, Whitney. How are you? I mean, I'm okay. Kind of wish I didn't have to call you for this, but... <laughs> well, we're happy to have the conversation. It'll be sure. fine. Might <laughs> yes. learn something. Yeah, I'm happy to get to talk to you all, even if it's for this reason. <laughs> well, why don't we start from um, the beginning? Tell us how you met Kevin, and then we'll get into the date and all that. Go from there. Sure. Um, I mean, we met online, so nothing too exciting there. But we went out twice. Uh, first time we just went to lunch, and then we went to a Bengals game. Oh wow! Exactly right, like That's a fun, fun day. I thought that was like a really good. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought everything went really well both times. Like we got along really well. Lots of good conversation. Lots of laughing. Everything really flowed. You know. Did you meet any of his friends? 
I did. I did. So before the game, we tailgated with a bunch of his friends, and that that went well. I felt like we had good banter. I felt like they were sort of like, like, okay, she's cool. You know, like I felt that, and I wasn't like, oh, his friends are jerks, you know? Good. Yeah, so that was good. Um, and we're all like big Bengals fans. That's awesome. So, so who, that helps. Who got the seats? Yeah, and who where, paid and for where the did tickets? You sit? <laughs> <laughs> he paid for the tickets, I assume, or like maybe he and his friends split it. I don't know. He paid for my ticket. Yeah, that's nice. So that's yeah. a really long date too. Like I was just thinking, that's a long day. <laughs> that yeah. is a long day, but that's a really long date. Lunch, tailgating, Bengals game. I mean, that's a yeah. fun time. Well, lunch was the first date, oh, and then okay. the second date was the tailgating and the game. Okay, um, but still fun. Yeah, still fun, and still a long date. Like those games aren't like eight minutes; they're right. pretty long. Yeah, they're like four and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. Now, did you get super drunk? No, not super drunk. I got a little silly, but that's um, to be expected. Yeah, nothing crazy. That's um, the vibe, you know. Exactly, and his friends were like a little, a little tipsy too. So I think it was fine. Um, the only thing I can think of, like I didn't sleep with him, but. I'm I'm kind of slow to do that always, and I felt like everything was heading in that direction. Um, I don't know. He dropped me off at my place after the game. He kissed me goodnight, and then he left, and I never heard from him again. Oh, no. Hmm. Okay, something yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. What did you do? <laughs> what did you say? Well, that's know. why I asked her if she got super know. drunk. <laughs> You know, I, I didn't. Know, I mean, like, you do, do you become a? Are you? Listen, I I believe yeah. you when you say you didn't. Some people just have different definitions of super drunk. Some Correct. people become bigger handfuls than they realize. Correct. <laughs> Not saying mm-hmm. that was the case with you. I'm just asking you to explore that a little. Also, <laughs> you're pointing at me. Yeah, you're a bigger handful drunk. So is she. I was pointing to her, uh, Jen. Uh, <laughs> That's why I don't do it anymore. I wasn't pointing to you. I was pointing to Jen. <laughs> but yes. Okay. But also going to a game is a bit risky. Like, what if you are a crazy, excessive fan and he's just a fan? Or what if you We've were had like, that, happen. that call? What mm-hmm. do you mean, that bleeping call? Yeah, you know, were you like, yelling at the refs? You didn't right. get into a fight with anyone in Did, the stands? Right. So many things. No. No. Like, I, I'm, I'm a vocal person, but... His friends were definitely like he had, has a, had at least one of his friends who was just like totally one of those crazy yelling everything things. Okay. So if I was not the person in our group who was the worst, for sure. Got was it. he a yeller? Maybe you were too quiet. Oh yeah, maybe you didn't have enough passion. You're not passionate yeah. enough. Oh my God, I have to be such a specific thing for these men. Not at all. No, we're running through like every <laughs> scenario that's date, ever yeah. happened on second date update related to the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't think that I was like too much or too little. I think I was like with the vibe of the group. I I think. Good, good, good. Okay. What else? Anything else? I don't he just, think. He took you home, he kissed you goodbye. That was the last you heard seen or heard from him. That was the last of it. Yeah. Mm. I've tried texting, I tried calling him, nothing. Now nothing. I'm moving into something happened wow. with to him. Yeah. Oh, I hope mm. not. Hope not too. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So let's take a break. We'll call him back when we come back as Second Date Update continues the story of Whitney and maybe Kevin, if all goes well. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
26 letters. A, B, C. $1,000. It's the 1K letter of the day on Q102. Tim. Hey, how you doing? How's life treating you? Ah, it's all right. Can't complain. That's good. How was your weekend? Uh, relaxing. I needed it. Oh, good for you. Yeah, everybody I know so didn't really jealous. do a Jen's really the only one, I think, who went out this weekend. Yeah, I did. <laughs> nah, I, I stayed in the house, had a fire to fireplace, and relaxed. Well, that sounds there you go. so love. I don't know what I would do. Sam, I, I know. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I think I would, si- I would start to sink into the couch and just have this overwhelming feeling of, like, I should be doing something. No, no, you can't do that. Yeah, keep a mentality. Don't do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Write that down, man. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. That's funny. That's what I do. I feel guilty. Like, I I lay there and I think about all the things that I should and could be doing, and then I make myself get up and do it. And I'm like, why? Why can't I just relax? Because you know if you don't do it, it's going to catch up with you. And it does. It does every time. Did you get any snow where you are, Tim, this weekend? No, I live on the west side. I got hardly any. Yeah, well, up by where Fritch lives, she got quite a little blanket, at least for a little while. Her kid was up when it was still dark out with her snowsuit on, ready to go outside. <laughs> she sure was. She was. That's funny. I put I up know. a video. We hardly got anything. Yeah, I put up a video of her. I'm like, it's 7.03, and she already had on her snow pants, her snow boot, and her toboggan. And was like, please let me go outside. Do you remember when you were that age and, like, you could oh, wait yeah. to get out of bed at the mere possibility there might be snow on the ground? Yeah. Right. Well, that's when we were younger, and, you know, we used to get two feet of snow yeah now we barely get anything now we just want to do nothing that's right yeah that's what you're supposed to do i think i walked to the store that was it oh good for you only because he had to yeah Yeah. beer run beer run see you have to be highly motivated i think tim Mm -hmm. and i might be related i don't know we love all the same things all right well let's try to win you a thousand dollars in beer money i'm opening up your envelope and uh we're going to give you a letter of the alphabet if you can answer 10 questions in 30 seconds that begin with that letter you will win a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. That's big money, honey. Now you so. can't use the same answer more than once. Correct. And the key to winning is to pass as quickly as possible, uh-huh. in our humble opinion. Correct. Correct. And today's points. letter, Tim's letter, you got the letter L. L. Is it lazy? Lazy. Yeah. That's what I did on Saturday. Exactly right. right. You can relate. So we All got right. thirty seconds on the clock, and I won't start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. Here we go. All with right. the letter L. Name something you say when the Bengals don't make the playoffs. Losers. Something you order. Lasagna. A side dish. Um, uh, lettuce. Something green. Lexus. Something crunchy. Uh, uh, pass. A college. Uh, uh pass. A fruit. Ooh. Um, pass. Something you clean. Laundry. Uh, oh, yeah, laundry's good. I kept screaming like lentils, lima beans. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, fruit, lime, college, Lehigh. Or leche, is that a fruit? Leche. 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 I was thinking about that. Milk, lime or it? lemon. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Lime, yeah. lemon. I wrote, lemon. I wrote oh, lime. Man. Yeah. Yeah, answers you came up with, though, were good. Yeah. I was trying. I know. And she said something green. I'm like, oh, he blew lettuce. What's he, where's he going to go now? And Alexis was good. There it was. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, y'all. Hey, you have a great day. Hey, y'all do the same. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. Bye. Bye.
Plan on going flying anytime soon, Jen? Um, the next time I fly will be August. And I'm not getting on a 737, I'll tell you that right now. Max. You can be on an old one. Uh, Max not 9. The, one. Is the, the Max yeah. 9 is the issue? Yeah. Well, that's the one that grounded. The FAA ordered airlines to ground more than 170 Boeing. This this is the plane you're of uh, the, the plane of concern. Nervous. The Boeing 737 Max 9 aircraft after the Alaskan Airlines flight had a panel on the side of the plane blow off. There was a hole in the side of the plane up in the air. Yes. That is terrifying. It is. It's awful. I have the. Uh, you feel very uneasy. <laughs> Agreed. I have the air traffic control audio, which you know, I I think it's just very impressive how. Well, I mean, just level headed and, and calm everybody is. Like you'll you'll hear the stress in the pilot's voice when mm-hmm. she radios in that there's a problem. <laughs> we have a problem. Uh, but keep in mind <laughs> that. The oxygen masks have come down. Uh-huh. They're attempting to climb 16,000 feet uh-huh. when suddenly the plane depressurizes when, when that door just blows off. Right. And it just blew off, right? Right. I mean, they don't know why. It no. just poop, popped right out of there. And the oxygen mask come down. And so the pilot is trying to radio in while having the mask half on her face which is not an easy feat so you can imagine the chaos that's going on in the cockpit when this happens mm-hmm. and now you're going to hear it's it's kind of hard to hear because they're talking fast and the radio communications are horrible it's amazing more people that people didn't get sucked right out of there oh my god i mean there was nobody sitting in the seat right by where it happened so that was pure luck as well yeah. that i mean so you're going to hear the pilot try to contact sia SEA is S-E-A. That's Seattle Center Air Traffic Control when you hear her say SEA. Uh, SEA, we're about to go down. Mm. I'm sorry, last aircraft again? Last aircraft again? Uh-huh. It's in Alaska. Uh, trouble to declare an emergency. We're descending down to 10,000. Just to take us. Alaska Call AC, Roger. Just want to maintain one zero thousand, and when able, uh, give me the nature of the emergency and your intentions. Like she just did, but it was hard to hear her because mm-hmm. she was breathing through the mask. Yeah, and it was it was a little muffled and somewhat frantic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were climbing sixteen thousand feet when the pilots declared the emergency, requesting to descend immediately. Yeah, they just asked her to restate her emergency. So I mean, everybody's having a hard. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you you can't. Right. Really? And your intentions? It's like, what do you mean by that? What I mean is. We're depressurized. Well, they probably need to clarify and make sure they heard it before they start clicking buttons. This is all protocol, want, want too. Right. Double check yeah. it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'd be sitting there screaming, we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. We're all going to die. Chugging my mini bottles that I've snuck into my backpack. I don't want to go like this. 
But the radio communication itself is not that great. Like, everybody's struggling to hear everybody. Yeah. And the pilot is still, I think, relatively patient considering the circumstances. We just depressurized the center maintain 10,000, and we need to return back to Portland. Like, if you're in an emergency situation, you're trying to hear what air traffic is. Could you make out any of that just now? I know. If it were you, if you were the air traffic controller, you'd be like... 323, flight pilot heading to Alaska, 1282. What were you saying? You'd be you'd be asking them if they were on speakerphone. All right. Do you have, <laughs> you on speakerphone, can you pick up? Yeah. Can you turn do, your radio do, down? Do you have a landline? Turn your Bluetooth off, right? So at this point, though, do they... When you have this kind of situation, do they have everyone at Portland just on lockdown? Like, how does that work with the other planes that are in the air? When there's an emergency plane right. coming in? Like this. So she's declaring the emergency right, right now. She's declaring the emergency to Seattle Center. They're going to let Portland Approach know who's going to let Portland Tower know. So there's basically like three different air traffic control centers mm-hmm. that she's got to communicate between now and landing. Alaska 1282. And Portland, uh, Seattle, Alaska, 12 We need a return back to Portland if we can get one. She sounds a lot calmer now. We need a return vector, meaning we need, like, instructions. Like, you know, give me give me a descent. Give me a heading. Mm-hmm. Tell me what runway to come in on. Yeah. Okay, she just said, all right, we're, we're going to contact Portland. We're going to let them know you're coming. <laughs> Do you need any assistance on the ground when you land? Yes, we need it. We need it. We've declared an emergency, and we have 177 passengers on board, and we have our fuel is 18,900. Now, that's a lot of fuel to land with, and sometimes they have to dump fuel before they can land. Yeah. So you'd think, like, just, just land right away, but you but that presents another risk sometimes if you're full of fuel. Well, I was in. Did, did you know I had an emergency landing one time? Did I ever tell you? I feel you like that? you mentioned it. When I was flying into St. Petersburg, Florida, yeah. and our landing gear would not come down. Mm. And so we circled and we circled and we circled for like over an hour. And then when we finally did land, it was, I like, I was not fully grasping the extent of the seriousness of what was happening. I was naive at the time. I am no longer naive. <laughs> but when we landed, it was a, a serious emergency situation. There were fire trucks and ambulances. Wow. And everything on the on the runway. Did the landing they gear ever wh- come down? No. Oh, so you just We landed in? without landing oh, gear. Geez. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. We're trying to maintain 7,000 Alaska 1282. Yeah, now she's talking to Portland Approach, and they're still trying to catch up on what's going on because Seattle Center basically just handed them, handed her off to them. Yeah. So they're trying to catch up, and he's like, uh, did, did you declare an emergency? or Are do you, you pissed at this point? Like, Or, are, you know, or do you just need to return? Hello? Like, yeah. Like, you have a sick on? passenger. Like, what's what's happening? We are emergency. We are depressurized. We do need to return back to. We have 177 passengers. Oh my god, that female. Class 1282, And do you need time to burn off some food fuel before you land? Negative. Class 1282, so you're ready for the approach now. Is 28 left okay? We need about 10 minutes for Alaska 1282. 
Yeah, I wonder what that's about. Like, uh, we need about 10 more minutes before we can. Do you think that's fuel? Well, I think it, if they're at 10,000 feet, right, they probably need some time to. Yeah, and maybe there's some, like, checklist items that they need to go over before they actually make the landing. 10 minutes for Alaska 1282. 10 minutes. Alaska 1282, Roger, just let me know when you're ready. We'll let you know, Alaska 1282. Well, she's calm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wow. Even. So you can see them, like, turning around. Alaska 1282, sorry, Bobby, are you okay at 7, or do you want lower? Well, that's what they're getting paid for, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you to have to. Be- I'm Portland, Alaska 1282. We are ready for the approach, and we'd like to do the approach. Alaska 1282, thank you. Have a good night. I, like, I wonder I wonder if you know how meteorologists when there's a big storm coming and they get just like in their zone and they are just the sleeves go up. The sleeves go up and they are out there standing in the ocean while the hurricane is coming, you know? Right. How they live for that. I wonder if that is the same kind of adrenaline rush that these pilots and these air traffic controllers, it's like, we've trained our whole lives for this, and here we are now. No, I don't know. And I, they just they just get into, you know, into a zone. Yeah, you got it, I would think. And they're just, they're just going to do it. Well, when she landed, though, I could immediately just feel like she would cry. You oh, know I'm I mean? sure there's like, got to be a delayed the, the release. Yeah, when like, the, when, oh, yeah, finally when have the that release. Dre- yeah, when the fight or flight yeah. can sh- actually shut off. Yeah, we're looking at, at a picture of the plane now, and, I mean, it is pretty wild. You know, it looks like a door just blew off, uh, but we found out later that it wasn't actually a door. It was a plug where a door would go had the seats been configured differently. Evidently, you know, when they manufacture planes... They set up the seating arrangements differently for each airline, depending on that on that airline's needs. Huh. So when they made the Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft, basically, when you're ordering the plane, you know, you check off the options that you want and the seating configuration that you want. And, you know, they built it in such a way that you could put a door there, but... They didn't need one there because of their seating configuration, so they plugged it. Wow. And that's what came out. That's terrible. What would have been the door, which they found, by the way. just fly off like that? They found the door. Did it land on somebody's house? Uh, No, but it landed in in this Portland school teacher's backyard. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Close to Here's one of the passengers. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks dropped. Just kind of sit there. There's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, I've, I've been in an airplane with the door open at 14,000 feet because that was the level we were flying at when, when we jumped. when we jumped out it was 14,000 feet they were climbing to 16,000 feet and i know like 
Like I, I was strapped to a guy. We had a parachute, and it was still scary. Scary. Yeah. The, with all just the wind and everything, it was so loud and disorienting. All of it. It's just terrifying when you're looking down and realizing there's nothing between yeah. you and that gaping yeah. hole. Yeah. And I wonder too if that would have happened at a higher elevation, would it have been differently because of the pressure? Like, I think it very it, well could have been. Like, could it have been more, I don't know, forceful? Would oh, people yeah. be injured because of the pressure? They said that. If it was higher up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that may have saved some lives. Oh, my God. How terrifying. But it could yeah. have been catastrophic. I guess the seat next to it, like the headrest got blown off, the tray table got blown off, the kid that was sitting, he was like one seat over. Was it a little kid? Or yeah, it was he... a little kid. Oh, God. And, and his his, his shirt even. was like sucked right off of him. And that's why you put your seatbelt oh, on at all, all times. times. Yeah, so they moved the mom and the kid once that happened because I guess they were one seat over, but oh, it was God. a miracle. Like the, this, the plane seats... 100, what, 77 people, but they only had 170, and that particular seat was empty. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's crazy. So they're going to take a look at that plane. And I think it might be a good Try to idea. figure out, was that uh, an Maybe. installation issue, yeah. manufacturing issue? Yeah. Is that a maintenance issue? This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. And Jen Morning Show on Q102. All right, gang, say hi to our newest Best Friends Club member. This is Cece. Come on from Xenia. Hello, Cece. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. Did we pronounce your last name correctly? Yeah, you nailed it. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on over. All right. I love it. And she's been a, a substitute teacher and a high school volleyball coach for, what, almost 10 years now? Yeah. I have been. Coaching for almost 10 years. I've been subbing now for about five. Oh, wow. That's fine. Yep. And uh, you're also a part-time student at Wright State University. What are you studying? I am. I'm going for health and physical education. So all kind of ties together the coaching, you know, health and PE. Very cool. I love it. It says here you got two boys. Your oldest is a junior at the Citadel. Yes. Yeah, that's super cool. It's um, we are a military family, so I was married to the military for almost 20 years. So it's no surprise he's going to go into the Air Force. So just, he's doing great there. Just like his dad. Yeah, that's the plan. And then your youngest is a sophomore in high school. He is. Year-round soccer player. Soccer is life around here. <laughs> Football is life! Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of feel like a bad parent sometimes. Like, I've tried to say, come on, don't you want to try something else? Don't you want to... Check out what else is out there. No. Nope. 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 I, I have a question about the volleyball, though. So my daughter has shown some interest in volleyball, but I don't really know if she's old enough to start. Like, I don't know if her hand-eye coordination is quite 
where it needs to be. Is there any sort of recommendation on an age that they should start or how to start them? I would start as early as you possibly can Mm -hmm. because those skills are just going to develop as you work with them. Even if you're just tossing her a ball and kind of showing her, you know, how to use her arms to, to pass it back up and, and the, a lot of YMCA's have clinics and classes that start really, really young, okay. and sometimes as young as three. So you, I, for me, obviously, I love volleyball. So yeah, let's get her going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just don't know if her and her hand-eye coordination is anywhere near where you're worried it about be. her taking one in the face. Well, I am not very coordinated in the volleyball world either, so it, she comes by it very naturally, I should say. Uh-huh. But this may be a great way to develop those skills yeah. at a young age, exactly. right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. You'll just help develop it. Yeah. And get that passion started super young Yeah, and get her going. Yeah. You could start really slow, but like I said, they have lots of classes and stuff at WISE and um, you can find a lot of just people. If you talk to people, you'd be surprised who actually knows about it and could mm-hmm. just help, you know, in your backyard, friends of yours or something. That's cool. You know, when we look at your life, uh, especially for the past 20 years with your uh your husband being an officer in the Air Force, um, that took you to four countries in six different states. Where have wow. you lived besides here? Oh, my gosh. We settled here finally in Ohio, but we were in Virginia twice. Both of my kids were born in Virginia on different assignments, which is kind of funny. Um, we were in Alabama. Alabama. Um <laughs> Sorry, Alabama. And um, so we lived in England, Germany, Korea, and Italy. Wow. wow. What was your favorite? Germany. Germany. Germany is just, it's so easy to travel from Germany. You can really get anywhere in Europe. Yeah. And, and it's just, there's so much culture and so many cool things to experience. They love being outdoors in Germany, so... So many of the things they do are geared around being outside and hiking. So we we love to do that. Take the kids out there when they were little and and do all the you know experience the culture in the country and be outside. And it right. was super cool. Yeah, Germany is definitely my favorite. Do you speak any foreign languages? Oh no, just the basics. You know, right. I can I can ask I can say thank you in Korean and I can. I can say, you know, thank you in most of the languages because that's the most important thing as Americans that we don't seem like jerks. Right. So, you know, saying please and thank you in their language is always helpful. But Plus, it's easier living on a base because you, you've got other Americans there with you. Yeah, sometimes. We lived off base um, in Italy and Germany, but there's still Americans around. Yeah, so that's helpful. Right. Was that hard on the kids growing up, going from place to place, country to country, um, state to state? They don't, didn't know any different. They were born into it. So for them, just when we were anywhere more than just a couple of years, they would kind of start asking, so where, where are we going next? You know, when are we yeah. moving? Yeah. So they pro- it, it just became normal life for them. Yeah. Learn how to make friends quick. Exactly. They're both really good at that. My youngest, especially now, it's, it's funny to watch him. He's starting to consider Ohio home because we've been here since he was five or fifth grade. I'm sorry. We moved here when he was in fifth grade and um, my ex-husband retired here. So then now we're just here until he graduates high school. So he's really starting to feel like this is home. So that's fun to watch, actually. He's getting a really good core of friends that I can see him coming back from college to hang out with. And that's pretty cool to see. That's great. Well, I love what an interesting story. Yeah, it's been a fun life. You know, you would, I, would, I think most military wives will tell you that we wouldn't treat it for anything. It's hard and, and there's a lot that, that goes into it and a lot of sacrifice for everyone. But. Looking back, you just can't trade the experience for anything. Right. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. I know our friend Nancy and, and her family, you know, when they were stationed in Korea, I think they were there for, what, almost three years? It was a long time. They and they lived it. through COVID, yeah. too, which made it even harder because mm-hmm. the lockdowns oh, yeah. were so strict there. Yeah. yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, no. I loved Korea, though. I, I absolutely loved it there. The Koreans are wonderful people. Yeah. And I loved being there. That 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 was a culture that you're just not going to say, hey, let's go to Korea. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. That, where you're going to visit. So it was really cool to have, I was scared to death to go. But then once we got there, I was so, it was so cool and so fun. And like, just, this is like, we just soaked everything in. It was really cool. That's great. Well, we're super excited to have you in our club. Yeah, welcome. See, this is great. You guys have no idea. Like, mine was, like, blown this morning. I think I even sent that emoji back to Fritch. I was like, mind blown emoji. She did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, we're going to do a happy hour soon, okay? Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes, I can't wait. I I can't wait, but I got to tame myself. (laughs) I want to make sure I don't embarrass myself. No, yeah, we're looking forward right. to it. We're gonna have a great time. Yeah, I'm super excited. You guys, thank you so much, and just thanks for like just like making my day better, like every day. It's Aww, awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, we thank appreciate you. that. Bye. See ya. And if you want to be a member of our club, our best friends club, we have an online application. Super so easy. easy. It's easy. It's yeah. time consuming, but it's easy. Yes, and please fill out all. Of, you got to fill out the entire questionnaire to even be considered. So please do take the time. Yeah. Yeah. Take a little time on that uh-huh. and. You may think you can't come up with three interesting things about yourself, but I'm... I bet you can. If you take enough time, maybe step away from it and come back, you can Even come up with... Even ask a friend. Say, what do you think is interesting about me? Yes. That might be. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. What is something that you have learned about me over the course of our friendship that surprised you that you yes. find interesting? Yeah. Maybe ha- have a friend help you fill it out. Uh-huh. And then ask your friend, what three words would you use to describe me? That's always fun. To hear what other people think. Nice tips In that there, arena. Jen. Yes, this play with your friends today. There you go. <laughs> uh, so get online at WKRQ.com. It's all right there. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.